and welcome to I'm In Here, a space all about spirituality, healing, and awakening for Black women, inclusive of women of trans experience, as well as gender non-conforming and non-binary people of color. Here, I share tools and skills that have helped me along my spiritual and personal journey, and hopefully you will find some value in the information for your own journey to grow, heal, and align with your higher self. My name is Kendall, and I thank you for joining me. Before we get into this episode, I just want to let y'all know that there will be discussions of sexual trauma in this episode. If that topic happens to be very triggering for you, take your time, take care of yourself. If you get into the episode and listen to it anyway, and then you feel that you need to take a break, you need to step away, you need to pause, or you need to skip this episode altogether, that is perfectly okay. Take care of yourselves first. Wow. Hi. It's been a while since I have been in this pod space and I I wanted to come back and I was actually feeling this pull to come back to the pod space for quite some time and I had recorded some episodes sometime maybe last year I don't know there were so many times that I recorded things and then didn't actually um, bring it to fruition because it just didn't feel like that it was the time to do so. And so every time I tried to push myself into kind of conform to this very rigid schedule that I had created for season two of I'm in here, um, my body, my inner self, higher self, younger self, spirit itself would say, if you don't sit down, because <laughs> you got a lot that you need to tend to right now, And doing this podcast will only take you away from the thing that you need to do. And that's kind of more important because when you do come back, you're going to have a lot to share. So let's tend to that right now. So that's what was going on with me. And that's how I want to start this new season. Uh, And really this season is going to kind of be, I mean, you don't know this, uh, that I have like this whole schedule of topics and things that I want to go over. But in this uh, new season, I really want to kind of throw all of that away and just talk from a place of experience, talk from a place of uh, just trying different things in my life to see what's been working, what hasn't been working, what's been flourishing, what needs to take some time to breathe, what needs to percolate, what needs to germinate. So that's where we're that's where we're going to start right now with today. And rather than kind of go in the past and talk about what has been going on uh, in this large hiatus of time since I last recorded, I'm just going to start with the present moment because the present moment can encapsulate everything that I've been working on. And so that's where I'm going to start, which is right now. Let's go. So you're going to hear me do a lot of deep sighs and um, exhales because that's that's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm at right now in my life is on the exhale. I had 
gone to this conference a couple of days ago uh, called Sex Down South in Atlanta. And it's a sex positive conference with tons of uh, queer folks, uh, non-queer folks, all types of blackness. It was just beautiful. And I did this uh, tantric breathwork workshop. It was absolutely amazing. And I love breathwork. I mean, I think that it's very important in my body because I don't know about y'all, but I forget to breathe. <laughs> I forget to breathe. And you would think, how how would one forget to breathe? But you do. And in me saying that sentence, I'm sure there's some part of you that's like, yeah, mm-hmm, I do. I do. And so to be reminded of the breath and to be reminded that the breath can heal and move, um, it just, it's such a, a nice feeling to kind of slip into. So I've been doing a lot more deep breathing. I've been doing a lot more exercises and some of them are structured and some of them are just me simply taking a, a deep inhale, a deep exhale. But, um, so to say that I'm on the exhale side of my life, this is, this is such an interesting time. I just had a birthday, turned 42 years old, and I, I was reflecting on when I was younger. Um, I've been doing a lot of healing work around my younger self, ages two to 10, so it was a really pivotal foundational time in my life and really kind of set the tone for how I show up for the years after my life. And so some of that I've been working on, tending to loving on. And one of the memories that I have of my childhood, I have a lot of memories of things that I thought, um, not so much visual memories, but I had a really active imagination and I, I was very... I was in my own internal world. And so I had a lot of things that I, that I thought. And from that, from those thoughts, worlds would be created, whether those were worlds that I enjoyed, worlds that I did not enjoy. Um, and so one of the very strong uh, memories, thought memories that I have is that I seemed to feel like at the time, and this was probably around the ages of like eight or nine, I would say, I felt that I was living my life in reverse. I would think to myself there I should not be experiencing this much pain. I would think this at like nine. Now, if you knew <laughs> what had happened in my life up until nine, you'd be like, okay, I understand why you would be asking yourself that question. But I just would, I would say to myself, I should not be experiencing this level of pain. Like I just, this doesn't make sense. And I, I've clearly done something different. <laughs> I've done something backwards. I am going to enjoy this euphoric feeling of being a child when I'm a grown adult. So that's, that was, that was what I had in my mind as a kid. And so when I would look at some of the adults in my life, not all the adults, but when I looked at some of the adults in my life, I would think like, yes, when, I, when I get to that point, oh, life is going to be so juicy. I can't wait. It's going to be so great. I just got to hang on till then. When I reached my thirties, I really started to be right, actually right 
right before I turned 30, I started to be very intentional about showing up in my life in a way where I could enjoy life. Um, because by the time I had hit like 28, 29, I really wasn't happy. And not that I look back on my life and was thinking, oh, this, everything up until this point is just horrible, trash, bad. I wasn't thinking that. But there was a way in which I felt that I wasn't in touch with pleasure. I wasn't in touch with joy. I wasn't in touch with myself in a way that I felt that I could really be deeply connected and present in my life and in my body. And so I wanted to start to change that. But I didn't know how. I didn't know where to begin. And so I just kind of started trying to do different things. Um, I was reading books. I was trying different spiritual practices. I was trying to connect with people in different ways, ask a lot of different questions. Um, a lot of a lot of self-reflection, so much self-reflection, and not so much where I would go internal and lose myself, even though that did happen many times. But then there was also kind of like this coming back to, okay, what what are we doing? Like, why? Who am I? And these very very far out questions that I felt I wanted to answer, and I was curious of this exploration of me this I was curious of, of of Kendall like who who am I and so now in the present like I'm in this place where I really feel now that the thing that I was saying to myself at eight and nine it's like I was kind of time traveling so it's like hmm okay hold on hang on with me I believe in time travel and I believe that time travel does not happen when you jump into some massive spaceship or maybe a tiny pod and you press some buttons and then you whiz off to some distant past or some distant future or maybe some other timeline altogether. I think that time travel is something that happens instantaneously, continuously, automatically. And I know and firmly believe within my body that we are constantly entering portals all the time. But we're thinking that these portals have to kind of look super mystical. And, you know, I think a lot of times Hollywood has done us a disservice in trying to show us <laughs> magic in these super grand ways. And so we're always waiting for something to be super grand when, oof, the tiniest, most minuscule change is where the magic is happens. And so I believe in time travel, like I said, and um, I started doing some healing of my inner child work. I started working on, um, like I said, tending to that uh, younger self, two to 10. And this was more of a, a more recent practice or more recent um, in intentional spiritual work that I've been doing. And so I, I, I've been drawing up my younger self and kind of bringing her along into moments where I'm ex experiencing pure joy and I'm saying come along with me and experience this joy with me it feels so good like you know your life is not always going to be like this you are going to be on the other side and it's going to be so juicy and it's going to be so good and so when I think about the fact that I have done these practices where I have actually gone in meditation and gone back to myself and said hey it's going to be okay. If you hang in there, I'm telling you, it's juicy. And to then reflect on my 
childhood self at eight or nine and have this so strong conviction that I was going to be okay if I just got to 40. (laughs) On the other side of 40, from 40 on, was going to be just great. And when I tell you it was so strong in my body, like nobody could tell me anything. (laughs) Like I was like, listen, 40 is going to be lit, you know, and imagine being uh, an adolescent or a teenager and right, you're, you're, you want to be young, you want to live forever and all these other things. And, and I definitely experienced that too, but I was kind of like the oddball because I'm like, man, y'all, when we get 40, (laughs) it's going to be great. And everybody's like 40, like we ain't trying to, we ain't trying to hear 40. We're trying to hear 21. We're trying to hear 25. We're not trying to hear anything above that. And so just to kind of reflect on that and think about the work that I'm doing right now and that feeling that unshakable certainty that I had at eight and nine that said, hey, it's going to be great, lets me know that, damn, I really have traveled in time. And I let myself know, I let my younger self know, like, you got this. You got this. Um, I've also been in connection with my future self. And woof, when I tell you, I, I, I don't, I can't really pinpoint Age-wise, sometimes I feel my 60-year-old self. Sometimes I feel my 80-year-old self. And when I tell you, I mean, the jo- the joy that is emanating from me is so palpable. I can feel it. And I'm not trying to rush to that age, but I'm I'm like, okay, like it gets better. Like it, it's, it's this life continues to get juicy and juicy. And that's so good. I love it. Maybe I should have said juicier, you know, grammar. Uh, <laughs> that's the, um, that's, you know, that's being raised by an English teacher. You always check in your grammar and everything. Uh, so presently in my life, I have been experiencing a lot of change, a lot of transformation, a lot of death. And a lot of rebirth and new birth. Um, Specifically, so I'm recording this on the 13th of September in the year 2022. And at the start of this year, at the start of 2022, uh, I could not have told you, I could not have predicted where I'm currently at right now in September. In January, I was, I, I hadn't... Not that I didn't have a concept of where I was going to be, but um, because I had an overall feeling of where I wanted to be, but I didn't have any type of definitive idea of like, oh, I'm going to be doing this, working on this. Um, So to see even within a short period of time how much has changed, uh, I just, I'm like, wow. When I tell you the lessons come in hard and fast. Uh, So let me stop trying to talk around and just be very clear and and talk about specifically what are the things that I've been working through. So something that I have been really, 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 really intentional about is healing around sensuality, sexuality, uh, my gender identity, 
and how that lives inside of me and then how I present that to the world. Now, I'm less concerned right now about how I present that to the world because I spent so much time of my life worrying about how I present to the world. And so now I'm like, let's just kind of get back to the center. Let's get back to Kendall. Let's get back to this energy that animates and lives inside of my body and extends from my body and then connects me to everything. Let me get back to that because the way I show up will will radiate if I know who I am. So nothing around me will harm me. Nothing will be dangerous as long as I am focused on that animating life. Um, so when I was talking about the pivotal year, foundational years, I should say, of my life from two to 10, in that time frame, I experienced some uh, sexual abuse. And it's something that I did not realize until later on when I was maybe like a teenager, young adult, how deeply that affected me. One of the ways that I can very clearly say to you uh, that early experience changed and transformed me, uh, affected me deeply, was that I conflated harm and love together. So when I would enter into relationships, and this is any relationship, so friendship or chosen family, as I like to call them, romantic, uh, even if I was entering or kind of reconnecting with someone that I am, uh, I have a familial connection with, there would be this initial, oh, yes, I want to get to know you, like, get to know me. Let's do this thing together. And I'm so excited. And then after a period of time, the energy from me would wane and I would go internal and I would close myself off. And I started to notice, notice this mostly in my friendships. There were friendships that I really cherished. And at some point, I, I don't think that I was a, a very good friend. And it had nothing to do with what the other person was doing. It, has not to, it had nothing to do with what was going on um, in terms of like the physical. But there was a, something that was happening within me where I was intentionally not trying to reach out or have any contact or just it, it, I was closing myself off. <clears throat> when I started to think about it, I was like, okay, why, why, do, I, why do I do that? What is, what is that all about? Why do I start to kind of pull away as things get more intense or if I start to reveal more of myself to someone why do I then start to pull away and it was my younger self that started to kind of surface because then I would remember certain things that I would do as a as a child to kind of protect myself to make sure like okay I'm, I, I, I can't engage with people in a certain way um, being very guarded being hyper vigilant all the time and then I started to, as I was doing this work, and I'm, I will say, I have a therapist that I work with. I've been working with her for the past three years, and she has been an absolute 
angel um, to be able to hold me in times where it's been really challenging, very difficult to continue to support me and also kind of push me a little bit, kind of put me, <laughs> put me, put me in a place of mm, let's, let's kind of look at this. Let's be, let's be honest with what's going on here. Um, but in a very loving and tender way, I, I have to I just, I bow to my therapist for the work that we have done together. Uh, so she, she's been a huge help for me and a huge part of the work that we have done together has been to go back to this time um, that where I experienced this this harm and to what I in my mind what I w- was trying to do was like how do I come back to that heal it and heal it in a way where I don't have to open the wound and kind of bleed again to to tend to this but in a way my therapist is like well but you've been bleeding <laughs> like you've been bleeding so it's not like the scar has scabbed over you have just been bleeding this whole time and it also makes sense because I was starting to experience a lot of health issues I started to get high blood pressure there was so many things that were going on in my physical body that was letting me know you you think that you've tended to this but really you've just simply kind of moved you've you've existed you just kind of have more space and time between the, this incident and and now and so all that's happened is time but there hasn't been anything else that you have done and it, it wasn't trying to be I, this voice wasn't accusatory it was just you know let's we we maybe we should kind of look at this maybe we should kind of just kind of breathe with this and 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 take some time to reconnect with that younger part of myself that feels afraid and fearful and 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 wants connection but then pushes it away so so much work around this healing of uh this harm and when I was able to understand the conflation of love and harm then I was like oh how do I how do I begin to kind of separate these two? How do I extrapolate them? How do I pull them apart so that they can be two separate entities? Because if I'm really truly honest in the present moment, um, I can look at where there is love and there is harm and those two things aren't necessarily interlinked and intertwined. Um, and so how how can I start to kind of pull those things apart and and really begin to accept and receive the love that I so desperately want, but am pushing away because of fear of a harm that could potentially happen. So when I started doing this work and I really started to say, okay, I'm going to go back to this younger part of myself and I'm going to love on this younger Kendall. And I'm going to now bring her into the fold. And there was a way that I felt in doing this work of kind of healing this, this, harm this foundational harm um I I was kind of doing it in this very methodical way it's like okay maybe if I well okay I go to therapy do these practices da, 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 right is and so I was tending to more of the symptoms than I was the root of what was going on and some of the root was really it just involved like I said, me bringing my younger self into the present moment. And it was more so about bringing my younger self into the present moment and experiencing joy. 
because my younger self is on on overdrive. I mean, constantly working, scanning a situation, super vigilant, paying attention to every single detail. I'm watching someone's body language. I'm watching someone's, uh, I'm feeling someone's energy. And so I'm taking all of this data into account when I'm interacting with someone and and not really just enjoying the interaction it's just it's it's a it's a constant kind of mental ticker ticker tape of okay what are they doing what are they saying and all this other stuff and so I started to say to myself oh like my younger self has been at the helm of this hyper vigilance of this security of this protection for decades and and I think I need to like she needs to retire I need to retire her Another tool that has helped me that my therapist has shared with me is EMDR, uh, which is where you're tapping certain points in your body. Uh, there's There could be rapid eye movement where you're moving your eyes back and forth. Uh, but it's she's guiding me. My therapist is guiding me through these memories. So I'm not doing this by myself. And I will say that that is something that... <laughs> I was trying to do for many years. Like I'm going to work on this by myself. I'm going to heal this trauma by myself. And what I have come to realize is like that is an impossible feat. That is an impossible task. Because the harm didn't happen individually. Right? The harm didn't happen. It was just me by myself. It was in relationship. And so if I need to work through it and to move through it and to really begin to let that go and to and to move into something new something good that feels wonderful that feels pleasurable that feels joyous I then have to go back to relationship and so some of that relationship involved my therapist like I said doing these EMDR practices and reconnecting with my body some of that relationship was relationship with self where I had to be honest with myself about the ways that I show up and, and, and the ways that I am overly scanning, hyper vigilant, and how I can kind of like take what is true and what is accurate for the present moment. Am I in any danger and harm? No, I'm not. All right, so then let's take that in and let's accept that. Relationship with people around me, particularly um, my partner, my wife, and and bringing her into the fold because it's one thing for me to say to her and to share with her that this is what happened to me. But it's another thing altogether to say, this is how it affects me now. This is how it affects me in this interaction that you and I have. This is how it affects me when things are good between us. This is how it affects me when things are not good between us. So that's a whole different conversation than this is what happened to me. And here I am. I've survived. Now it's a conversation of this is what happened to me and this is how I want to tend to this. This is how I want to be soft with this. This is how I want to, this is how I want to share this. (sighs) And that was very difficult. That was difficult. And that was a practice and a skill that I had to build too of getting to a place. Can I... Can I be vulnerable and share? And then here's the thing is, you know, also what's in here was a lot of distrust of myself. 
that's one of the things that also came out of this this harm, this trauma that I experienced was distrust of self because then I started to question, well, do I, can, can I really discern what is harmful and what is good for me? Particularly if I'm conflating the love and harm in this, in this experience and that, that, right, that's a foundational thing that, that I started to carry with me. So then there was over time as I got older, then I was like, mm, I don't know if I can discern what's good and what's bad. And so if I can't discern what's good and what's bad, I'm just going to close myself off to it all. I'm just not going to feel any of it because if I don't know, then mm, it's liable to happen again, happen again. So let me just not engage in my life in a way where I, that that's a possibility that can happen to me again. And not just in that specific way. It could be any way. And I'm talking about any way where there's a conflation of love and harm, but... And I know I'm all over the place. <laughs> Let's see if you can hang in there with me. I want to share something that uh, a teacher of mine, a coach, counselor, I don't know, whatever word you want to use. They said this, and I'm going to paraphrase. I'm not going to say it as eloquently as they did. Uh, but it was to the extent of if you're avoiding the pain you're also avoiding the joy because you're closing yourself off from all of it. And when they said that, I was like, Ooh. I mean, at first I was like, mm -mm, no, don't come for me like that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Why? Why? Why'd you do that? But then I really sat with it and I was like, wow. Yeah. And I could actually look back in my life and pinpoint moments where the fear of like, ooh, 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 something looks like it's about to happen. Something looks like, and it wasn't, I'm telling y'all, it wasn't. It was just my, <laughs> it was just the hypervigilance. It was the overthinking that I was doing then caused me to shut down. And I was on the precipice of joy. I was on the precipice of just <laughs> a juicy, juicy moment. And then reeled it in because I was like, no, 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 right? Can't trust myself. I don't have, mm -mm, I don't know, don't have that discernment. It's not good. Nope, 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 nope. So I'm going to close myself off. That lack of trust of self had become this overarching theme, this common denominator, this plot line in my life. And Part of the things that I started to doing started to do for myself was really ask, how do I begin to like love myself? Just if I if I'm on this if I'm in this life in this body, and I want to experience this life this body, how how do I get to a place of self love? Because I know what self hate looks like. I know what self hate feels like. I know what it sounds like. I've spent a lot of time in that realm. But I want to go over here. And so how do I begin to do that? And so I started to, one, be honest with myself. Okay, how am I feeling in this moment? Or, or even being honest about some of the messiness of my life. Like, yes, you know, you made some choices that were pretty messy. That was, that was a messy choice that you made. And not judging myself for that. Saying, you know what? Hey, it happened. It was messy. All right, we, we managed to get out of that. And okay, we keep it pushing. We're not going to keep going back over that. We're not going to keep thinking and, and have and harbor these 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 um, 
criticisms of ourselves. We're not going to judge. Okay, let's. (laughs) And not to be dismissive, not to ignore. But it's like, yes, that did happen. And you were messy. Okay. (laughs) And here we are now. Or even present messiness. Like, ooh, yeah, I said that. Ooh, mm, that was not good. I didn't really want to say that. Didn't really want to do that. Uh, no, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. My self-love practice started looking like radical honesty of self first. How am I feeling? How am I showing up? Um, what do I want? How do I want to feel? So when I understood, okay, I have this... I'm, I'm, I'm deficient in self-trust. I also reflected on the times in my life where that internal intuition, that internal knowing was directing me somewhere. And I went in a different direction because not trusting myself and how the different direction actually made it harder for absolutely no reason. It made it made it harder for me to get to the end result of what I wanted because I ultimately would get there, but I would create all this other stuff that was really unnecessary. Um, and I could have experienced that freedom and liberation of of self earlier on, but because I was like <laughs> pretending uh, it took a, it took a lot longer. It took a lot longer. And also when I, when it finally did show, it didn't have, I was, I would be like, this is it. This is it. I didn't, right. I didn't experience the fireworks of it because always still carrying that, that lack of self-trust, that criticism, right? Because if I'm always scanning for the pain, then I'm not experiencing the joy. So when the joy does actually show up, I can't even enjoy the joy. <laughs> I can't even enjoy the joy. It's been, I'm telling you, it's been a journey. <laughs> this has been a journey. So I just got to this point. And so, and so my 30s were, was spent really kind of just like, all right, what what am I going to do? How am I, how am I going to work on this? And and then where I'm at right now is, is it's, it's accepting all of myself, the messiness that I was so desperately trying to avoid understanding that the messiness came out of me trying to protect myself. And then, okay, in that sense of protection, I also realized that not only was I avoiding life and avoiding the joys but I also inadvertently hurt other people and that was a whole other story that I had to really sit with because I was like no 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 I'm not the person that harms I'm the victim right because I'm still stuck in that two to ten mentality I'm like no but I'm the victim y'all like you don't get it I'm the victim I'm not hurting you what are you talking about I can't do that that's not that's not even possible it's not even feasible so when other people would say to me like, hey, you know, this hurt my feelings or yeah, like why did you do X, Y, Z or whatever. Anytime someone came to me with something about something that hurt them that I did or was a part of, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. 
you have it wrong. Like that wasn't, mm -mm." and then I started to go into this whole, that wasn't my intention. That wasn't my intention. Yeah. And it, it, it wasn't, but even if that's not my intention, like, can I, can I sit with someone in the impact of what, what they felt? I don't have to fight someone on their feelings because guess what? I don't want someone to do that to me. I don't want someone to say to me like, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sorry that, that you feel that way, but that's not what I intended. So deuces, keep it moving. I'd be like, excuse me? No. So if if I don't want that experience on my end, then how can I give that? How can I share that with someone else? extend that to someone else who's telling me in a very vulnerable moment, Hey, this, this hurt me. Something that you did hurt me. And rather than explain and defend and be like, Oh, you know, I was just trying to protect myself. I was trying to do X, Y, did. What if I just say, Oh, I'm really sorry. What, what can I, is there anything that I can do to make amends? Is there anything that I can do to, how can we move forward? And the conversation that I was having with that person was really also a conversation that I was having with myself because I would say to myself, how, look, I, I've hurt myself. I've hurt myself really, really bad. And I'm really sorry. Yeah, I know that wasn't your intention. <laughs> I know that wasn't your intention, Kendall, to hurt Kendall. I know that the impact was different. And so can... I'm, I'm, you know, I just want to say I'm really sorry. And what can I do? What can I do? What can I do to love on you? What can I do to help you feel seen? And I realized at some point I can't do, I can't actually do this stuff in relationship with someone else outside of me until I do this within myself. One of the things that I was working on was accountability. I was doing like some accountability practices with people in my life, I was going to back in my past and I was doing this practice of accountability. I was doing it with other people. I was starting on the outer ring rather than starting internally. And not to say that me saying this, doing this practice with other people was not genuine. It was very genuine. It still is genuine. But because I started out there, then when there would be times, because you're going to get tripped up. <laughs> We're humans. You're going to get tripped up. You're not always going to be like, oh, I got it on the market. I'm never hurting people. <laughs> yes, I can say that I'm accountable and I'm going to keep working on accountability. Like, But in my mind, I was like, oh, once I do this, I will never harm someone ever again. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Right? So if I could just be honest in that moment and say, okay, well, Yes, I'm I'm working on this thing from the past. I want to heal this this in the past, but also, hey, I'm I'm probably going to make some mistakes again. I'm probably going to make some mistakes again. So, we'll 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 be in this we'll be in this together if you want to be in this with me. I was doing that practice with the undercurrent of if I do this, then I will be absolved of all the pain. 
it will all be gone. If I just do this accountability practice with the people, I go back in the past and I'm saying, I'm sorry, and I do the, make amends and all this other stuff, then that means that I will no longer cause harm. And also I will be exonerated of the pain that I was carrying. I will exonerate these other people of the pain that they were carrying. And then it's all good. And we start from here and we start from scratch and then nothing bad is going to happen from here on out. That's what I was, that I think was the, um, the emotion underneath the practice of accountability that I was doing like five years ago. Whereas now it's not even a, I don't even want to call it an accountability practice. It's just being present. (laughs) It's just being here. It's recognizing the complexity, the duality and the intensity of life. And so it goes back to what I was saying earlier about having a different conversation. If the undercurrent of my quote unquote accountability practice is to just wipe the slate clean and just be like, and and now nothing bad is going to happen, then I'm just kind of really, I'm not really in the practice. And I'm also, there's a way in which I'm still being avoidant of it. For me, there's a way that I'm still being avoidant of it because I'm still trying to kind of keep that pain at bay <laughs> when I'm doing it with that intention. I'm still trying to keep the pain at bay. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to hold it off. We're going <laughs> we're gonna, to we're gonna keep it over there. Um, so what I started to do is like, how do I, how do I kind of just embrace the pain? When I start to embrace the two, then there's a different way that I can tend to myself. There's a different way that I can then tend to other people. And there can be more honesty. And the honesty part is not, is not easy. It's something I still work on. It's something I still, I don't want to say struggle with because it doesn't feel like a struggle. It feels like I'm kind of, struggle feels like I'm tussling, like and like I'm kind of in a fight with it and it's not that it's more of um like trying to embrace something that's a little wiggly (laughs) it's a little wiggly and so I was like okay how do I let me let me me embrace this honesty this this self-honesty this self-trust and it may want to wiggle it may want to kind of slip out of my hands and I don't have to hold on to it so tight because if I squeeze it too tight then it's going to burst it's going to it's going to ooze out of my hands but if I just lovingly cup it and just kind of say that I'm here, we're going to merge this this trait, this attribute, this thing, this energy, <laughs> this love, this compassion, this self-trust, this, this honesty, uh, this radical self-love, bringing it into the fold in a, in a softer, more tender way rather than in a, in a overly structured way. (sighs) I shared a lot. I shared a lot. There was so much in here in this episode. There's going to be a lot in this season because there's so much that's going on. And when I have conversations with other people, it's, we're all in the same boat. It's, it, it, it looks different. The thing that you're dealing with and the thing that I'm dealing with on the surface look different, but underneath it has the same type of feeling. And so 
it's so interesting for me to talk to other people and hear whether it's people that I know, people that I don't know, people that I'm overhearing like a story from someone else of someone that they know. There's there's this kind of same there's a same theme that's running through everything of I just want to feel the love. Like I'm tired of all the bullshit and I want to feel the love. I want to be me. I want to be me. So I'll probably get into this more in the next episode um, because I did start off talking about my sexuality, sensual energy, uh, my gender identity and how that has been surfacing and bubbling. And I did address some of that in this episode, but I do want to talk about the present moment and how, how I'm moving through those things right now. Because I went through a lot of transformations in the past two years with this. And so I want to share what is, what, what's resonant in this moment. Yeah. So stay tuned for some more. I hope that you like this episode. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing with you and I hope that you like some of what I share and if there's anything you want to share about your experience your current journey you can always email me emails in the show notes and yeah I mean this is something that we're all going through together and so it doesn't I don't want people to feel as though they're alone in this because you're not we're we're all (laughs) we're all in this boat together we're all in this boat together I thank you for listening I'm in here is produced and edited by me, Kendall. The intro music was also created by me. You can find my wellness business in her power on Instagram at in her underscore power or on Twitter at in her power. You can email me with any questions, concerns, ideas, thoughts that you may have. My email address is Kendall K E N D A L at in her power dot space to help support me in continuing to bring you some great content i invite you to become a patron please make sure you review share and subscribe to this podcast